Welcome to the PA High School Football Report podcast. My name is Jana Benskitter. His name is Eric Epler. And together, we've been following high school football since week one of the 2021 season. We're having a great time following our Central Pennsylvania teams into the postseason. And today and Saturday, there's going to be some good football to watch. We've made it into the postseason playoffs. So, Ep, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic, as always. It is, listen, I got, I dug into the ship's chest. You know those old ship's chest? It's hard to say five times. But I have one of those. I don't know where I got it along the way. Uh, but I have one, and I I, I house my uh, gloves, scarves, all the winter woolly uh, weather gear that you need this time yes. of year. Um, as, you, as I get older, I get colder. Uh, <laughs> so I've, And I've also repacked my backpack. I now have canned goods in there and all my pills. And I'm so prepared for anything, you know, in, you know, in case you get stranded along the side of the road, you have to prepare more, you know what I mean? So all those things are now uh, firmly in my backpack. So I'm ready for the last uh, four weeks of the high school football season. It's been, it's been a lot of fun so far. Um, we'll talk a little bit coming up about, uh, about some of the surprises. Week, week 12 was one to remember um, when you're uh, regarding top 10 football teams. Typically, you have a week where all hell breaks loose, uh, where it all kind of comes to a head. That's usually like week 13 or 14 every year. Uh, this year, this year it was over the weekend uh, in week 12. So we'll talk a little bit about that coming up. But yeah, how are you doing? I, I, we uh, both, of got, both of us got to see some, uh, some really strong field hockey uh, uh, only a few hours ago. Tell us about that one. Right. Yeah. So I've been following Lower Dolphin in their pursuit to be crowned the state champions for class 3A. And, uh, you know, they started off winning 4-0 and the last two games they've had have been neck and neck with the other team and has gone mm-hmm. into overtime. So it's been some outstanding field hockey that's played up to higher levels, just challenging each other. And Lower Dolphin has come out winning in the last two games. One was double overtime against Downingtown west uh those girls down there gave them a good run for their money uh the falcons completed it got the goal in avery pollock in overtime and then again at uh landis field when they played central york another district three team great run the girls came back from central york and tied it up forced them into overtime but in the end caitlin strasser had a nice drive right into the cage seven aside ends the game avery pollock puts her Stick on the ball, made sure, exclamation point, done. So it's going to be exciting to see them play Emmaus on Saturday. Yeah, I, I actually saw a fantastic game. I, I, did, I haven't gotten a chance to see a lot of field hockey this year um, with, with you being on the scene now and taking over. But um, McCants were fell 2-1 to one to Gwyneth Mercy, uh, the district yes. one champs. A, a phenomenal season for Mechanicsburg. It, it was sort yes. of sad. It was sad to see it end. Um, but I, I don't think you could you could look at my game and, and see anything that Mechanicsburg didn't do to 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 try to achieve that win. They were up one nothing in the game and Gwen and Mercy, very powerful offense. I think they were averaging seven and a half goals a game. That's amazing. I mean, you know that I mean that's a ridiculous number. I mean, even yeah. even, even the uh Mackenzie Alessi uh you know years in Donegal, I don't think they averaged uh, seven and a half goals across the entire season. I know she probably did, but, um, but yeah, just a tremendous overall effort from Mechanicsburg and it, it just, it stopped one, one step short of the state. So, but it was a lot of fun, uh, watching that game. 
uh, the other night. And um, we're going to miss We're going to actually miss you, Jana, uh, <laughs> next week on the well. We probably, we're going to try to maybe do the podcast a day early. Yeah. earlier um to kind of accommodate things but tell everyone what what is in your uh wheelhouse for the next uh i don't know maybe like five seven days from now what are you doing right. well, wheels up going to tampa yeah so i'm really excited about that <laughs> um this is uh for the national field hockey festival it's held in tampa this year and there's a connection between the uh, sportsplex where we'll be playing and the tampa bay buccaneers but i'm not quite sure what that is Mm -hmm. um, I am assigned to 11 games that I'll be officiating, and this is my second time up for a rating with USA Field Hockey, so I'm, I'm pumped. It's my turn to run on the field alongside these tremendous, talented young ladies who are, you know, working really hard on their craft. So I'm really excited. There are hundreds of officials who will be there, and it's a big deal for these players to be seen by college coaches, so it's exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Three days of hockey over Thanksgiving, so I'm counting my blessings. Absolutely. Well, congratulations on that appointment. We didn't get a chance to say that earlier. Um, so, yeah, so that'll be fun. And it, it should be a little warmer down there. It'll be warmer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, right, so we let's, have to talk. Let's, where let's, are you going? <laughs> no, no, sorry. I was going to say, let's, uh, let's uh, yeah, stay away from Ybor City. Uh, that's all oh. the only thing I was, I'm going to say. You're going to advise me where to go. <laughs> Ybor City, for those who don't know, is like a – I don't know if anybody's been to the flats in Cleveland or every, every city has their little section where it's sort of just uh brew pub restaurant, brew pub restaurant. That is Ybor city uh, outside of Tampa. So anyway, but we'll, we'll, I'll get into, I'll give you some good spots to go to. Yeah. You'll have to text me some places to go. Um, I've been hearing some spots to check out. So we're going to actually, we'll jump into our uh, interview that we had this week. We had two standout bubblers, uh, who joined us, Joey Menke and Carson Garvey. They'll be going to Wild Missing on Saturday on tap for the District 3 3A, all the marbles, district title. Um, but we'll we'll talk to them actually in about five minutes. So real quick, uh, let's tap into your brain uh, and see, like, how do you feel the brackets are shaping up? You were just talking about week 12, week 13. Yeah, we're right in that, we're right in that zone where district champions are sort of starting to be crowned or have been crowned uh, in week 11. Uh, if it's a small classification and just a few teams involved. And then the start of the PIAA tournament, uh, which kicks in this week for single A and double A. Um, so it's been, it's been, it's, it's a strange sort of time, but it's also time where I think, you know, the usual suspects kind of rise up. I mean, and we, we've seen that, uh, but it was a absolute zany week uh, in regards to top 10 teams. So some of those teams that we thought, might make it to a semifinal, uh, you know, or even a championship game at Hershey Park in a couple of weeks uh, are now out. Um, Central York, which we long considered um, maybe the favorite, uh, if you're looking at uh, maybe the favorite uh, to win a District 3 title. They were upended by Wilson, who now gets a shot at Harrisburg now on Saturday coming up uh, for the District 3 title. So Central York falls to Wilson 14 to 11. That was a surprise. For many, uh, including me, uh, the other one too at six A was the, the rematch between St. Joe's Prep and LaSalle. Uh, we had LaSalle at four overall, uh, and they had a victory already over St. Joe's Prep. Um, and obviously, St. Joe's Prep, a longtime champion, they've been in the District Six title game. Uh, I believe it's now six times out of seven years. Um, 
they won 35 to seven. So that was part of the carnage uh, there too. And top seeded Ridley. We had uh, our top seeded Rid- our North Penn, uh, 56-55 loss to Ridley. Ridley was a team we actually brought into the rankings probably in week eight and they lost the same week. So we had them in and out right away, but it's a good solid squad and, and an absolute shootout with North Penn. So that's just six day. I mean, we've had probably, I think there was, if we looked at it, I think it was 18 of the 60 quote unquote across six classifications, uh, top 10 programs that lost in week 12. So a lot of rearranging to do in the rankings this week. And um, a lot of interesting matchups that maybe we didn't anticipate um, coming up here in week uh, in week 13. So, uh, again, we talk about the fun. This is the really good fun time of the year as an outsider. As a coach, I know it would be extremely stressful at this point uh, to get your squad ready for whatever's coming around the corner. But um, it's always it's always fun for us to get to this point and see, you know, so much can happen in you know, in 48 minutes of football and uh, a team you absolutely think is, is a lock to win the game uh, gets upended. So that's the nature of high school football. Uh, you've got to play those 48 minutes like it's your last. And, and um, yeah, so we've seen some new teams. So, so there's more teams to, uh, to kind of dig into and, and kind of find out what makes them tick. So it'll be fun. It's, it's, it's fun for us. And um, I, I know as a spectator too, you know, we, we don't just work around the system. We're fans of the game. So um, that, that to me, adds to the quality, you know, of the football we see. So, Yeah, sure. That's the game. All true. We get, we get to enjoy every minute of it. It's very suspenseful at times. So um, as I had mentioned earlier, we caught up to two outstanding players from Boiling Springs this week as they prepare for District 3 Gold. We are excited to have two senior standouts from Boylan Springs joining us on the podcast, free safety and slot Carson Garvey and running back and linebacker Joey Menke. It's great to have you guys with us. Thanks for joining us on a very busy week. Yeah, thanks for having us. <laughs> for those of you who are unaware, the Bubblers are 11-1, and one, having won the last eight straight and now the District 3 Challengers. They'll play for District Gold 1 p.m. Saturday at Undefeated While Missing. Guys, let me first ask, and I'll start with Carson. What's the mood in the hallways like at Boiling Springs, and how's practice been? Um, well, it's it's a uh, it's exciting here. The, the whole town, not just the hallways in school, but the whole town is a uh, is is a little uh, is very excited to uh, to cheer on our team. And uh, and during practice, it's it's pretty much the same, though. I mean, uh, our mentality hasn't really changed at all this year, so uh, it, it hasn't really changed this this week. Am I good to go? You're good to go. <laughs> um, definitely in the hallways, I can tell. Like, a lot of the teachers come up to me and, like, say we're doing good and good luck on Fridays, especially saying good games to us. Um, a lot of my friends just, like, it's, it's congratulate us for making this far because we usually never come this far. I don't think we've ever been this far. So <laughs> it's definitely something special this year. And, yeah, pretty much just – it's weird being the last team to play this fall too, because we're only team left in the fall. So. Guys, I know, I know the postseason book says it doesn't matter who you play. Uh, you just keep winning. You're grinding out wins for as long as you can. But I, I got to imagine this matchup uh, with why I'm missing has kind of been circled a little bit, maybe 
345 or so days ago. Are you guys happy it's why I'm missing? You finally get a, another shot at him? Uh, we definitely remember what happened last year. And uh, we know that we're going to – or we knew that we might have – we have to beat them to fulfill our goal. That was uh, – we have to play through them. You know, they, they've been the – They've been the number one team in our district for a while now. So we knew that coming in and we've just, we've gone through the season week by week and it's been in the back of our mind, but uh, we, we take it week by week. Yep. I think we're ready definitely for this game. I feel like last year we didn't really know what we were getting into, especially being the first time in the playoffs since 2015, 16. And I mean, this year we definitely had a good season and we're getting ready for playoff games. We already won two. So I feel like being in the district final, we have a fire under us that's going to keep us going through the whole game. Now, I, I want to take it back, and I don't, I don't want to stay long on this date, but I want to go back to September 17th. It was a quick road trip uh, down the road to a non-division throw in Mechanicsburg, uh, which, which wound up being your only loss so far this season. Um, what did you guys take away? And I'll start with Joey on this. What did you take away from that tough loss, 39-34, like I said, the only one of the season, and you guys sort of—I um, I think I never—I I never believed in it being, there being good losses. I, I don't—I don't subscribe to that. But what did you guys take away from that? I'll start with Joey. Um, I mean, just like you said, it was a good loss. I mean, I don't really like to say that, but it was a good loss. Um, it was definitely a way bigger school, five A school. I'm pretty sure um, they definitely had depth that we did not have. And coming out of the game, we knew we had a lot to work on on both sides of the ball. Cause I feel like if we won that game, we wouldn't really have to, we wouldn't like think we'd have to change so much since we just beat a five, eight team. So stuff, it was a close game in general and really came down to the wire. I feel like we got a lot of that game. Carson. Uh, it was our true, it was our true first four quarter game. So uh, it's, it really helped us uh, thus far in this year. We've played, close games with uh, Middletown and Steel High and and you take it back to the Mechanicsburg game you just you remember how close that one was and and you know how hard you have to work to to get wins in four quarter games so uh, it's helped with the experience with uh, some of the kids who haven't been playing in four quarter games because it was our first and uh, it's just really helped us. So Epp was talking to me about system programs and he was saying that you know there are some root, um, teams that are so rooted in them that adjustments need to be made and uh, he was noting that your scheme got you guys here this far, uh, but it seems like your ability to adjust on the fly has improved. It's better this year. Would you guys say that's accurate? Carson, I'll start with you. Um, I'd say it's pretty accurate. Uh, we've Most of the guys here have been playing in the same system for four, four years now. So um, we can, we know, uh, you know, the, the whole system up and down, like the back of our hands. So we can, adjust and change within a game and and even uh, drop some plays on, uh, on the dirt sometimes in the game and, and we know what to do so we're, we're very flexible in that sense yeah just going back Joey. to the Kansasburg game um we, oh it's black. <laughs> all right um going back to the Mechanicsburg game I knew through that game that we kind of made up a play on the fly and we kind of stuck to it um that was a really Probably factor in that game, just kind of changing around some things to make it work against them. Since it was the first game, like Garvey said, that we was, we never played four quarters up to then, and we knew it was going to be a good game. 
And I mean, coming off of that game, we used some of those plays that we made during the game and kind of incorporated that into our offense today. And we still run some of those plays. I just feel like in every game we can adjust, even at halftime, we, we make big adjustments to really um, get our talents on the field and get players where we need them to be. Yeah, I've definitely seen you guys come back after half and just um, steamroll down the, down the field, uh, especially offensively. Your defense steps up as well. Um, and then with those improvements that you made, uh, what else would has changed this year? What is the vibe? Is it also connecting off the field? Like what's, what's got you guys here in addition to your, your plays, everything that you've run? Um, in this offseason, I could tell a lot of the seniors, juniors, even the sophomores, and some of the playing freshmen even, like they really stepped it up in the weight room. We're coming here pretty much every day in the weight room, getting stronger, faster. And I could tell that really helped our team take it to the next level. So we had tons of people coming back, just wanting to be better, getting farther than we did last year, and we did. I just feel like that tradition has to stay with this team and we'll continue in um, seasons to come keep going farther and farther in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, backing off of that, I, I think we do a really good job on game days of being level-headed. Uh, before the game, during the game, halftime, we we don't get too high, we don't get too low. We just keep our head down and keep grinding out. And and it's been like that every week. You know, we, we love to play week by week. So uh, we just we just take it, uh, take what we have at a time, so. We are talking with a couple of Boiling Springs Bubblers, Carson Garvey and Joey Menke. The Bubblers have a big game Saturday, 1 p.m. at Y Missing for the District 3, 3A title. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, gentlemen. I, I got a chance, uh, obviously, to talk to Coach Zell about uh, Coach Rimful dozens of times over the past four or five years. I, I know what he meant. <clears throat> excuse me. I got a frog in my throat, apparently. Uh, I know what he meant to so many coaches and players through his time at McDevitt and Trinity and Cumberland Valley. I mean, what was it like having a guy like that, uh, you know, of that caliber sort of on the sidelines? I, I know you got to work with him briefly. Um, I know when I was a little younger, I mean, we come to the practices. I didn't really know exactly who he was. I knew his name. But I didn't know his legacy behind him. And I always thought he was just some old coach. I was just there to <laughs> watch over us. But then he'd always make little jokes. And I was, like, a little surprised by that, how he made like, because I wouldn't expect him to make those jokes. And he really had great ideas for the line to block better. He had good visions for the whole team. And he was always there to support us at every game. And that's really the biggest thing I could take out of that. Yeah, he didn't chime in a lot. But when he did, it was it was something that we could work on or that we can improve on. And uh, even the little things that he came when my freshman year, my sophomore year, little things that he talked about, it it's still going on. This year, we, we're still working on that this year. So uh, I know his, his influence. I know he, he uh, Joe, you mentioned his sense of humor. Not many people got to see that side of him. I think once he I think he, once he liked you, like you had to you had to earn his trust, first of all. Uh, but then he, he saw a lot of he, he saw good in every kid that he coached or came in contact with. But uh the, the jokes were surprising. Like, he, I didn't really appreciate him till I got older. He was my coach my freshman year in high school. Uh, and, of course, you know, I've talked to him millions of times, you know, on the sidelines after games and before games and all that. But um, but that was one of his gifts, too, that not a lot of people got to see. So 
I'm I'm happy you got to see that side of him because it's it, he really he really did have a fun sense of humor for sure. So guys, um, um, again, uh, just the last question about Coach Brimful. Um, uh, I know your coaches are wearing Tim's Way T-shirts too, uh, and you guys had wore wore stickers too for to, in his honor. Um, you know. What kind of performance is it going to take sort of on Saturday for you guys? What do you have to do really, really well, um, you know, to, to advance, to keep going? Well, as a uh, coach has been saying all year, we just, we just got to be us. We don't, we don't have to be special in any way. We don't have to play hero ball in any way. We just, we got to be us and, and we'll be all right. Yeah. Everyone does their job. I feel like blocking is going to be the biggest thing this week. And, I mean, the line on both sides of the ball got to be the biggest thing. Just our defensive line has to get big, our offensive line has to block well, and I definitely think we'll do well. Are you guys? Uh, are you guys remembering to have a little fun during all this as well? I'll start with okay. Carson. Yeah, yeah. We stay having fun. We're uh, we're loose in the locker room. We're we're loose in practice some, sometimes, and coach has to reel us back in. But uh, <laughs> we we yeah, yeah we don't forget that. Uh, yeah, it's not, definitely going to be a memorable, see, memorable season. <laughs> um, just having fun all the time. I mean, we're everyone in the locker room is super close. Like, we make jokes to pretty much anything. And, I mean, since we're so close, like a whole family, like we all hang out with each other after practice is over on the weekends. Even in the weight room, we're having fun, getting stronger. I mean, everywhere it's just I'm so close. And, yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, it's tough sometimes to remember that it's more than a business trip, right? It's a you gotta you gotta have fun and enjoy it during the during the rest. All right, guys, I got two quick hot takes for you before we let you go. All right, I'll start with I'll start with Carson. This one, Wawa or Sheets? Uh, I guess Sheets. Uh, I don't really have much experience with Wawa. Joey. Sheets. I mean, just in this area, there's mainly sheets, so we never get to experience Wawa. Unless it's on a road trip, that's my job. Yeah, don't worry about it. They're not. They're not as good as sheets. Uh, second question. I'll start with Joey. Maybe you guys agree on this one. Who's got the messiest locker? Be honest. On the team, definitely. doesn't have to be either one. On the team, <laughs> definitely Evan Taylor. <laughs> he has two lockers, and they're both messy. I don't get it. <laughs> how did he get two lockers i don't know he's a junior too that just makes me mad but i mean there's clothes everywhere there's just random shoes jerseys everywhere i mean it's crazy <laughs> it's, it's like a bomb exploded in there so uh, we have a couple kids with uh some messy lockers that's it all right Thanks, guys. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yep, and just to follow up, uh, closing it out here with Carson and Joey, the bubblers of Boiling Springs. They're heading to Wild Missing on Saturday, 1 o'clock game. Thank you very much for joining us. We know you guys are busy and getting prepared for all of this. You've had some real thrillers this year, and I've thoroughly enjoyed watching you guys play and rise to the challenge. So we just want to wish you the best of luck. Again, thank you for taking your time to spend with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again to the Bubblers for joining us. Um, and I just want to say, you know, I've covered, I think, four Boiling Springs games this year. And what I know is that Joey Menke has wheels for feet. 
when he finds an opening, it's just, you know, he's, he's off to the races. And then there's Carson Garvey, of course. Uh, he can find his way out of a jam to catch a Cullen Lundy pass. Um, and it's just, it's fun to watch. So it'll be interesting to see how things play out uh, and how the wing T offense is utilized this weekend. So good luck to them. Um, but moving on, let's get to some top games and the ones that you are particularly interested in. Yeah, this one is a state playoff game. Uh, Steel High wrapped up another District 3 title <clears throat> with, with its victory, <clears throat> excuse me, over DeLone Catholic last week. Um, uh, a, a decisive and very um, productive, and not just to keep going in the season. I, I You know, Steel High, as you remember, uh, lost its last two regular season games, so they came into that championship fight not really on their best uh, wheels. Uh, they lost the big spring by a lopsided margin. And then, of course, the boiling springs by a point um, on a two-point conversion there by the bubblers late. So, Seal High didn't really walk into this, you know, into the district final with, with, with a lot of momentum, but they stole it right back with that win. So, that was important. Now, leading into the state tournament. Uh, they entered the state tournament, of course, uh, in the Sweet 16. And they played Kent, who was the District 4 champion. Uh, perfect. 11-0, this is the first time uh, the Warriors have been undefeated um, since Y2K, uh, or, or after Y2K. Wow. Um, yeah, so <laughs> it's been, that. that's 21 years, at least, for those, you know, not good at math like me. Um, <laughs> and it's it, it's a very rush-heavy offense, so Steel High is going to have to play um, really, really tight and efficient and um, disciplined up front. Uh, that's one that's one of Steel High's knocks is, is, is they get a little reckless. Um, they sort of pin their ears back and sort of go and find themselves out of position defensively. They've got all the skills to win this football game. Uh, it's going to be a tough road trip. They got to go to Tawanda High School, which is, you know, uh, it, it's it's in the hinterlands of, of Pennsylvania, straight north of Harrisburg, about two hours and 50 minutes by by car. Uh, it's going to be cold up in the mountains there. So um, they have to sort of weather all that uh, peripheral stuff and, and just get down to business. Um, but that should be a good game. Canton's, like I said, Canton's a team that, that loves to run the football uh, and their quarterback Cooper kitchen is very efficient. Doesn't have outstanding numbers, but he doesn't make mistakes either. So, uh, so steel high has to be efficient in that one. The other one happened Saturday uh, at severance field uh, Wilson, uh, as I mentioned earlier in the show, took out Central York 14 to 11. Um, the victory was surprising to many. The margin uh, and holding that Central York offense to 11 points was surprising. I know Wilson is a very defensive-oriented program. Doug Doms and his staff does a tremendous job of putting really hard-nosed defenders on the field, and that's really what has sparked this team um, from really a, a tough start. Uh, a tough start to the season. We lost two games early, and we weren't sure if Wilson was going to make it back. But the Bulldogs are here. Again, District 3 championship game in 6A. Happened Saturday, 1 o'clock at Severance Field. The The winner here is set up to go to the state semifinals. Uh, they are state – I mean, it really is. Um, the winner here is going to wind up getting either Delaware Valley or State College. Either one of these teams is going to be heavily favored against whoever comes out of that um, – that, regional game um so this isn't important but you can't get obviously you can't get caught looking ahead 
So statewide, Janet, there's so many to choose from, but I'm going to narrow it down to just one. Uh, this is a Whippeal semifinal in 4A. Bell Vernon has been tremendous all season long, and now they get a uh, semifinal with Thomas Jefferson, who's the reigning uh, 4A champions in Pennsylvania. And TJ is really on the comeback. They had a little stutter there in the middle of the season. Um, but again, they're a very strong offensive program. Um, and now they got a big play at West Mifflin High School, I think, Friday night, 7 o'clock. So that, that'll that be one to watch for me. Um, but, they're, uh, again, if you look up and down the roster, you know, the, the state brackets at this point, um, well, the, the, even the district brackets, there's a lot of fantastic matchups this week. So uh, we'll be watching it all. Yeah, very exciting, thrilling stuff. Okay, great. Thanks so much for your rundown. Uh, hopefully we've provided people with some insight, information about what's upcoming, what to expect. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you have any questions, shoot them on Twitter to Epler at 3Jacker, at 3Jacker, or you can send them to me and I will dish them off to him at jbenz 51 To all the players who are participating this weekend, we wish you the best of luck and we hope that you enjoy every minute of it.